Hey, my name is Stephen Beckman. This is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Um, I am the CEN, or the Chief Executive Nobody, of the Mesh News Project. You can find the Mesh News Project at meshnews.org. Mesh News is the mothership to COINTELPRO 2.0. You can catch the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast at podcasts, with an S, dot COINTELPRO, the number two. And then the word zero, spelled out Z-E-R-O dot com. You can check out our video series at videos, with an S, videos, dot COINTELPRO. The number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. And then our online guide full of articles and resources at COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. Being in the program of COINTELPRO, I can tell you my journey has had just a wide assortment of things happened to me while in this program. I've had my bank accounts frozen. I've had an active denial service weapon used on me to keep me from walking into major media outlets in downtown LA. I've been censored on multiple social platforms. I've been subjected to radiation assaults nearly daily. And that's not microwave assaults, that's radiation assaults. That's different. I'm subjected to constant poisonings, druggings, a massive years-long smear campaign, being blacklisted and unable to pursue a career, which I had my degree and practiced for seven years before getting into the program. I've had my privacy made a novelty for others. And mainstream media and media puppets of our intelligence services reinforce these smears, which are completely basis. And then I had to wage an anti-smear campaign to correct this information. I've been given false medical care countless times. I fought three attempts at corrupt psych staff trying to declare me mentally unfit, forcing me to spend thousands of dollars of money that you don't really have in this program to go through independent and accredited uh, psychoanalysts, etc., to verify that these are things that are happening to me and and not some delusion. I've been arrested on false charges and held on $100,000 bail, which was only an opportunity for law enforcement to instruct in-jail gangs to try to kill me per the guard's instructions. I then had to go to this pretend trial and beat these false charges, only to tarnish my record, making it unable for me to also gain just basic employment. The key like to keep you broke in this program. I've been stalked across state lines, and county lines, and daily within my own community where I live. And in a desperate attempt to silence or even possibly murder me, I was struck with a car to send a message to shut my mouth. Reasons others are told of these horrible things and abuses happened to me are just carefully planned out logical fallacies to pacify 
of which all have been debunked. And I have the receipts. I'm not invited to my own trial because I hold the receipts to facts. Now you can learn more about me personally, view these receipts, and see a light shine on how government silences those that it sees as a threat and those who blow the whistle on government corruption at knowstevenbeckman.com. That being said, let's move forward with this podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that you know a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you and since the commercialization of the military industrial complex these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles so visit the website check out the resource that's COINTELPRO the number two ZERO.com hey guys um, I've been telling you that I haven't been able to do the news because I'm having this problem uh, with my software so um, I found a workaround Um, our daily I mean that's not a huge deal there's only a couple hundred people that even watch it but um when I'm doing the morning, when I'm doing the daily news, etc., it's going to look kind of a wonky right now. Um, hopefully, I can get my software issue. I'm using a new software, and uh, so the daily news thing is going to look a little bit, little tiny. Just you're barely going to notice it, but it's going to be moved. It's going to be a little different because I'm using a different program, and that program has different capabilities because I'm making this shit on my phone. So things are going to look a little off, but I'm still going to be able to deliver that, and that's going to be coming out and. Also, you know, I haven't, I'm no longer, you know what I'm saying? I'm no longer at my spot anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't live there anymore. So I'm moving around a lot of places. And so, um, that's also, um, a factor in a lot of this, you know what I'm saying? Being able to deliver like I used to, at least, um, keep in mind, I'm still going through all this bullshit daily. I'm just trying to tune it out and trying to have something productive come out of, you know, this bullshit. But just so you guys know, 
it's going to look a little different. The TLDR is going to look just a little different for now until I can get my software issue fixed because I'm using a new program. And uh, yeah, cool. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in the podcast. Um, I'm sorry if you hear rain. It's raining right now. We never get any rain in SoCal. Finally we are. No, wait, it's not a rain. It's an atmospheric river. God, if I keep hearing that term. They're trying to make California just feel like we're not in drought, so they use words like atmospheric river. It's a sky river. It's coming to save us, you guys. They're going to save us here in California. No more wildfires. We've got the sky river on the way. Anyways, so I'm making a podcast during this atmospheric river. So you might hear it in the background. But um, just a hot tip to you. Uh, I know the last podcast I talked about reactionary bookmarking and how like it's the time in between trying to focus on your situation that these motherfuckers get you. And that's where gang stalking comes in. It's that they're trying to fill up all your time in between the task of getting out of the situation, gaining exposure and... Um, solving your problem or digging deeper into what got you in this and, you know what I'm saying, bringing these corrupt cunts to justice, essentially. But like I said before, like, it's gang stalking, at least if you're in COINTELPRO um, because you're uh, some kind of government target for any reason. If it's just purely gang stalking and, and people aren't like... And this isn't because of a situation that happened, like you leak something, you have something the government wants, you have something, you know what I'm saying, that you, you blew the whistle on something, you're, you know, an investigative journalist and you embarrass the government, you know, who knows, maybe they won't be using COINTELPRO anymore because they're just, I mean, especially if you go somewhere else, they'll just convince that government to keep you in jail indefinitely. God, it is so crazy what the shit they are doing to Julian Assange. I mean, Edward Snowden, too, man. Snowden is our homeboy. We're kind of forgetting about that. Like, that guy literally changed the national zeitgeist, the, the global zeitgeist on what the police state was doing. And now he's just he's just in Russia. He's just over there chilling now. Like, and people forget about, like, these fucking heroes. Like, he should be able to come home. Like, absolutely, and, like... There's nothing that there's, there's, I mean, at this point, I mean, considering the Twitter files have dropped and everything like at this point, you know what I'm saying? What, 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 is, what would be the reason to keep him from coming back to the United States? Like the shit that we're learning more and more about the police state now that is already like pales in comparison, but it doesn't matter. He was the first one. He was, he's fucking Neil Armstrong. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the first man on the moon. He's the one that opened the entire world's eyes. One man, Snowden. Oh completely change the course of our understanding of the national police state he should be on our on our on our minds and do you know i'm saying like we should bring that dude home real talk we should bring him home um same thing with julian assange man there's that new movie ithaca i recommend you go out and see it if there's a showing around you or if you know saying you can find it on in demand but they got that new movie ithaca about julian assange um his brother and his wife are doing a lot of trying to do a lot of press. And I just recently saw this video of one of his close supporters. She's an artist. And hold on, let me find her name. Because I hate to just say it. And she did the whole, she did all the work. And I just say it. And then she doesn't get the credit. Hold on. 
Her name is Caitlin Johnstone or Katie Johnstone. It's spelled C-A-I-T-Y Johnstone. And she's talking about how there's no new images of Julian Assange. The last images we've gotten of Julian Assange was of him in that prison van. And when a bunch of the press kind of took that picture of him behind the glass and he has like the fist and that's the last picture we've had of him. And that was like three years ago, four years ago, right? That we had this picture. And what happens is people are less, uh, stories are less likely to be clicked on, etc. If there's no new media to back it up. If there's no new pictures of Julian Assange, no new media to consume about the situation or whatever, then you're just writing a story. And, you know, when you scroll past the story in your new in your timeline, um, it's usually the photo. And then you, how, how it works is you see the photo, you stop, then you read the headline, and then you'd be like, okay, I want to click on this. So you're making three decisions and you don't even realize it. But journalists are less journalists are driven by exposure, et cetera. They can't just keep writing about things that no one's going to read, um, you know, because journalism isn't writing in your journal. Journalism is trying to report truths to the people. So you're trying to have people say it. So if there's no new images of him, of Julian Assange, then what it does is it's, it lowers dramatically. And this is like digital marketing kind of strategy. It, it, it lowers dramatically the likelihood you'll click on something because it's an old picture. You've seen that a million times. All the photos of Julian are like four years old. And Kaylin made this great video uh, narrating a painting she made. And I saw it in my um, newsfeed, Caitlin Johnstone, uh, Katie Johnstone. And um, she absolutely is correct. It, it's, uh, the video is called uh, The Death, Death to a Story. And that's true. If there's no new media to consume about something... And then the, the the images or what have you that they use to get you to click on something are old. Then, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to click on it because it's not going to look like any new information, anything exciting going on, etc. Um, it becomes very boring and drawn out, even though it's a very important story. So by our lack of stimulation, um, it's harder to keep things within the at least the independent news cycle. I mean, really, journalists are keeping Assange and Snowden stories on life support. They're the ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I got to do all these stories on this, but also, you know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to, you know, I got to talk about our boy because you guys are going to forget. I mean, that's literally the reason why we put it on the, on our daily news at the end. We have something called Amnesty Watch where I bring up, you know, three of the, uh, of the key current, um, whistleblowers or people being attacked by the state unfairly, what have you. And I have Julian, I have Snowden, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's why I keep reminding, I want to put it at the end because people tend to remember things at the end, not the beginning. But absolutely, she's 100% like on point. If there are no new pictures, no new content, etc. of Julian then when you're writing stories and, and covering the story to keep it in the news cycle to keep that story going so people don't forget about them. Because that's the thing is when people forget, then the government's not forced to react. The government's not forced to correct behavior. So it's up to journalists. It's up to newsmakers. I don't call myself a journalist. I would say I'm more of just uh, I run a news project. I like to explore lots of things. I love to learn more about journalism. I know about finding sources, etc., but I mean, I'm not a journalist. I'm going through a very gnarly thing because of a thing. 
because of something that um, unfortunately I was exposed to. And it kind of opened this huge can of worms down here. And I got exposed to all these other crazy things. So just I never consider myself a journalist. But I do like creating. I like, do like to be a newsmaker. Um, a publisher. You know what I'm saying? A news publisher. And I like to cover things. Um, anyways. But yeah, we need to remember Julian Assange. And we need to remember uh, Snowden. Like a motherfucker. Um... Anyways, getting back to it, this whole gang stalking portion of the COINTELPRO 2.0, um, like I said, if it's if you're just being gang stalked and it's not like in connection to anything else going on, like that triggered it, it's you know just you're in a program where you're just being harassed by whoever. Um, that's all you can think about is the gang stalking. That's why there's exclusive gang stalking forums because the practice it is practiced outside of like the police state industrial complex, I guess you want to call it. Um, just towns employ these, 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 these tactics. I mean, they're old tactics. Um, I mean, from the seventies and stuff like that, from the fifties, sixties and seventies, because they were essentially implored gang stalking originated the tactics created by the FBI. And they taught them to local municipalities in case there were communists or Black Panthers that moved into the suburbs because that's what they were afraid of. They knew the government thought, this is true, the government thought if we chase these communists and these socialists and these Black Panthers out of the cities, which we're doing, they're going to go to the suburbs. And so to make sure they don't go and teach a bunch of suburbanites, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of of you know of of their doctrine or whatever right they don't gain followers we need to tr we need to train municipalities like and i say municipalities because usually with gang stalking it's not just the police department involved it's the police department it's the fire departments the people who work for the water district maybe the people who work at the library some of the city workers um um people part of the local school district like you have no idea it's all you know a, a city is a business it's a working organism of many people in many cities Many and many towns are the largest employers of your area of your city. The largest employer is usually the city, believe it or not. If you don't live in like a huge metropolis, usually the, the main employer, the biggest employer is the city because there's a lot to do in a city. Um, so anyways, keeping that in mind, the gang stalking, when you are under it, when you are engaged with the tactic through COINTELPRO 2.0, it's mainly as a distraction tactic to make you waste all your energy on the... See what I'm talking about? These motherfuckers always bother me. There's a cop right there, dude. He's not even fucking worried about it. Anyways. This is what I'm talking about. These guys doing this shit. Harass me. Jesus Christ. So, anyways, getting back to it. Um, yeah, it's a tactic for the time in between you're trying to work on solving this problem or fighting back or whatever. It's the day-to-day -day bullshit, and that's where they get you. And if you're somebody of, of you know, just a normal... Ugh, this fucking asshole. He's trying to make it so I can't. 
You should understand where I'm at. I'm like in an abandoned area. <laughs> they just come and hover around me. Anyways, it's a tactic for the in-between bullshit throughout your day, right? Because you still have to go to the store to buy things. You still have to go and get your prescription. You still have to go, you know, to the post op. You still have to pick up your dry clean. You still have to drive places. You still have to leave your domicile, right? And they use this time as a, a place to get you caught up, to get you put into situations, to to put you in catch-22 situations, like the one I just talked about, the um, uh, reactionary bookmarking kind of situation. They, it, there's all these tactics to it, and, and it's an extensive library. I mean, I can go on and on and on about just the gang stalking, because it is the most annoying part of the Pro. I mean, it's annoying. The, the terrifying part is enhanced torture, when they're doing like ghost in the machine shit, and they're and they're constantly lacing your food, and you're you know you don't know if you're tripping on mushrooms or you're on a psychotropic while they're putting you through a a, a very extensive abuse process, and they're psychological like that shit is the worst. But then what takes up your time is the the gang stalking shit, people harassing you, stalking you, um, your phone gets hacked, and so the group that's been paid to stalk you and harass you constantly listening to the things you say and whatever and they're like they'll follow you around town and start repeating conversations private conversation you had but your phone was around and they're using that to harass you and oh god i'm gonna talk really close to the microphone anyways and so they're using this time in between to fill up your time with bullshit and it's important to understand that's what it's there for. If you're in COINTELPRO because somehow the government thinks that you're a fucking problem for them, um, it, the gang stalking will be used as a means to waste the fuck out of your time and to put all your emotional energy into these bullshit interactions. And fuck, it sucks. Like, it all sounds like some very... Mickey Mouse shit, and I always feel very juvenile when I talk to you about scenarios, but these scenarios are, it's like the devil's in the detail, these gangs, these times in between when you try to hole up in your house or whatever to avoid this shit, um, it's this time in between where these are their opportunities to engineer a situation, a catch-22, try to get you thrown in jail for something, try to instigate you to react and then them to feign victimhood to just completely lie. Like that one lady lied and got me thrown in fucking jail for a week, put on a hundred thousand dollars bail with two felony charges. And while the fucking guards instigated these little, uh, this little jailhouse gang to try to fucking stick me like bananas, but this, that's an opportunity, right? So it's the bullshit. It's the bullshit in between trying to achieve your, to, to fight back. It's the bullshit, the day-to-day bullshit you have to do that where, where this gang stalking really shines true. It becomes a a tactic to just waste the fuck out of your time, waste your energy, your emotional energy, your spiritual energy, waste your money because you're constantly buying adulterated food and like uh, beverages, etc. Something you don't even think of. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go grab something and come right back. I'm going to go take a trip down the store and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know what I'm saying? You buy the thing and you drink it and now you've been, 
And because they put like a poison in it or they put like sometimes they'll do iodine or they'll put pesticides in it or it's crazy. But because they know you live in that area, they'll go around all those stores. They'll get the, the, the people to cooperate. And if they're not cooperating with law enforcement, they'll send in gangsters and then kind of like force them. Hey, bro, if we come through here, you know, what I'm saying to swap this shit out, you fucking you look the other way or whatever. Right. This is the real shit, how this stuff works. And so you don't think about, oh, I'm just going down the store and get something. It's that's a nuanced thing. But now that becomes something that will change the course of your fucking day, maybe even put you in the hospital constantly. And just like in the scenario where that guy literally broke into my fucking car while I was inside of it locked under a camera and the cops tried to explain away how a, a crime couldn't be committed against me because where I wasn't a patron of the business where I was parked in front of. So they'll, they, you know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll grab the beverage. They might even be like, oh, what, you know, if you call the police instead of poison control showing up, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Cops might show up. They might've been keeping their eye on you. They know what you bought while you're sitting there, like laying down, losing your mind. The cop will be like, let me see that. Let me see if there's anything wrong with it or whatever. And then they can swap it out. They can dump it out. Um, a lot of a lot of shit happens. A lot of a lot of important details can happen when law enforcement shows up, especially if that's law enforcement waiting for down right down the street and they are prepared. And I want to say rogue law enforcement, rogue, not all the cops are bad. I don't think all the cops are bad. I, I'm specifically talking about like rogue, either federal or local officers who engage in this stuff because it is a team effort. You have to understand a lot of things can happen. They can destroy evidence right when they show up and it's a total crapshoot. But the gang stalking thing is meant to just drain your energy, your your time, your income, etc. Like me, with uh, and now I want to specifically talk about draining your fucking time because that's you know the reason why I booted up the program today or the the podcast uh, to to record this podcast is because I absolutely want you to understand this is not only is your money going to be burned away, not only is your they're going to just create all these lame interactions you have to just piss away your existence and energy and cops are kind of constantly getting called and showing up like these people just the cop callers bro just everything and they're trying to bait you into situations so they can call the police to try to get you thrown in jail like that's literally already happened to me just trust me that happens and it happens constantly all the time especially when you show these people you're not afraid then they will start engineering situations where they try to bait you into reacting, etc. I cover that in the podcast previous to this one called uh, Reactionary Bookmarking. There's all sorts of ways that these people can just piss away your time to try to get you caught up. And if they can instigate a situation or whatever, right? Besides pissing away your money on things that'll, that you could consume and that'll be poison and it'll completely just it'll wipe out your week, maybe your day because you're reacting to it. You're, you know what I'm saying? You can't call the cops because the cops aren't trying to help you. Cops are never trying to help me. Every time I have a, every time I have a problem, I finally get these dudes on camera or whatever. The cops say the cameras weren't on every time now, every time now a crime happens on camera. The cops keep telling me, Oh, the cameras aren't working. Looks like cameras don't work every time, every time now, every time now we live in a surveillance age, but I just can't get any fucking surveillance. I can't even get, I can't get no surveillance in this surveillance age, <laughs> but what I want you to understand, like, it is like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I described in the podcast before, it's like a, it's like a side mission. Like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto and there's like, 
the missions, but then there's these side tasks. You know what I'm saying? That you could just piss away time doing. And that's what gang stalking is implored for, especially if you're in this program because you're some kind of target for the state. Um, they'll use it to waste the fuck out of your time. And if you're not affluent, you don't have people to go and do your bullshit in town, um, you wouldn't know that this is how, you know, so you end up pissing away a majority of your time, a majority of your day. You don't understand that. Um, or, you know, saying, or if you're not even in this situation and you're like, oh, I just go down the store and it's, it's this nuanced thing. And I go, you know, oh, I need to go get some, I'm going to go get some iced teas and I'm going to go get a gallon of water or whatever. But instead you have to sit there and taste things and see if it's poisoned or not. And, and just the most simple bullshit you would think that is nuanced in your life could be life or death for somebody in this program. Somebody for like me. And it is constantly i've had to become an expert on what a tamper like i had to learn okay each particular food item okay this can this aluminum beverage you can know it's been tampered by this and this and this and all these little tiny nuances etc because um when products come straight from the factory there's a consistency even in the packaging etc you know oh, okay this has been resealed with one of those hot sealers and they fucked up on here or they tried to hide it from here or this condiment packet is like it bro you have no idea it's a whole cottage industry for tampering food and making it look as if it came straight from the factory and like this nuanced shit i deal with all day every day pissing away my time my energy i could eat something that's been laced or poisoned or what have you it's crazy but what i wanted to talk about at least in the gang sucking part is also is there Get ready to wait in line. One of the tactics that was implored on me constantly, because um, they implored a very large group of people, including organized crime and these local contractors, aside from the villagers, to harass me all day long. But what they would do also is, if I was on the way to something... um, I'd have a whole like wolf pack of cars that would follow me around and jump out in front of me, um, brake check me. Um, if there was, if there, if there was one road leading to the thing I needed to be at, it'll be a long line of cars and everyone's and it's like a 50 mile an hour. Somebody would be doing 15 and you can't get around or whatever. Like there's people constantly trying to make you wait and they're just trying to piss away your day. And that seems like a silly thing, but if you're in this program, you'll start to notice it. There's going to be people wasting the fuck out of your time on purpose. Keep in mind, your phone's going to be hacked, so they're going to know what you're doing because you use your phone for everything. Oh, what? Oh, I got to go down to the UPS store. What time is it open till or whatever, right? Or where is the UPS store? And then they see, they're going to see your screen. There's this remote view built, built into um, Android built into iPhone remote view and they can, and the U S government can tap into that. And then they can just see what you're doing all the time, or they can just put net nanny software. Cause now there's all these psycho parents, um, who like, I mean, helicopter parenting is getting out of hand homie. real talk. Maybe, I mean, I, maybe I'm biased because I raised myself, but like, yeah, but they'll put that kind of shit on your, on your phone so they can remote view your shit know your location at all times. I mean, they've done that to me. Um, when they were trying to wait, when, when like FISA court, um, 
warrants wore, wore out, they would use consumer ways to then achieve the same results for the permissions that they had to, to, to watch, follow, and stalk me and surveil me. That's all they do. Did you know that? When they, when they run out of FISA warrant, um, FISA warrants and, 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 and a lot, an allotment time to do this, what they'll do is since now they're not able to legally do it, they'll just find a consumer way to maintain surveillance of you while they don't have permission. But you didn't know that you do now. So all those consumer products can be completely weaponized. I mean, uh, on you. Absolutely. Slapping air tags, dropping air tags inside, you know, in little part, in little cubbies of your car. Fucking, um, while you're asleep, they'll upload some sort of, you know, parental surveillance software, um, all sorts of shit. So they'll do, they'll, they'll use consumer means to surveil you after FISA warrants, uh, or they no longer have permission to investigate you or whatever, you know, on paper, they will just switch over to consumer means of doing the very same exact thing. It just makes it slightly more difficult, but uh, nothing that's going to stop them. Anyways, so like you're looking at your like, oh, what time is UPS store open or whatever, right? And you're going to go down there. They're going to send a whole crew of people to just sit in front of you and do bullshit. If you're going to be driving on the way somewhere, they'll have people. Usually they have quite a few people stationed around you. Um, and then they have other people that, you know, hey, you know, like I said, they like to implore local crime syndicates to help them because it's like an, it's like a, a ready bodied, abled group that can operate outside of the law because they're fucking criminals. And so they'll have like 10 or 15 of these people and you'll constantly be facing time, be facing the scenario where you're constantly having to wait and it's organized and you wouldn't think that, but it is, it's organized all of a sudden, everywhere you go, there's a line everywhere you go, you're fucking either stuck in some sort of weird traffic scenario or, um, they'll, I mean, I've even had these people literally do a, uh, a fender bender in front of me. So it would have to stop traffic completely. Um, but get ready for that. We, I've taught you guys a lot about that, uh, group signature reduction, right? The Pentagon's little task force. Well, there are other groups just like signature reduction that engage in this stuff. In fact, there are government contractors who strictly engage in this kind of behavior of harassing people, learning these tactics, etc. Um, a lot of them are like veterans and shit like that. And they still have clearance. It's crazy. But just like that group signature reduction, there are other smaller groups that also do that same shit. One of those things is also engaging in this stuff. And I'm not trying to say that they also don't get the villagers involved, like the locals. But those people are just, they just get their head full of bullshit. And then they enable a bunch of retards. Everybody wants to be a cop on TV. Anyways, um, even the criminals. You have no idea. It's funny how these criminals want to be, play pretend police. It's so silly. But like I said, it's just a side mission that is so annoying. But there's a lot of ways that they can get you fucked up. But be ready to fucking wait everywhere. And no, it's not going to be a coincidence. At first, I was trying to figure it out. But then, like, I started playing games where I would 
go to a go to a, like a place and the line would be crazy right and then i would leave right and then i would literally circle the block and three minutes later come back and everyone is gone but they because they didn't anticipate i would be coming back to do that everyone just dropped their dropped all the things that they had they wanted to do like a line that was literally taking you know i was sitting in a line for like 20 minutes and it wasn't budging one time and then i was like and i just left I circled the block. I came back. All those people were gone. They're just there to waste your time. And like I said before, San Diego is a, probably one of the worst places to go through this because we have the highest concentration of military, former military, retired military, veterans, uh, civilian contractors, government employees, and enlisted military on top of the largest concentration of military contractors. And the largest naval installation in the world. So it's it's Mecca. So anything has to do with the government, protecting the government, protecting politicians very tied into this military industrial community, what have you, like flies on shit. It's probably the worst place I could have gone through this. But also I get exposed to all this great shit that I can teach you guys. And now this information is anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like we're reverse engineering the spaceship here. But understand, get ready to wait everywhere. And absolutely, it is just to waste your time because time is the only real currency, if you think about it. And when you are trying to get trying to get your head above water in a situation where the government's trying to fucking bury you in retaliation, to avoid consequences, to save their reputation, what have you, um, that's precious. And those times and those windows, etc., is to get you aggravated, pissed off, to antagonize you into a situation, just like that scenario I just, in the previous podcast about um, reactionary bookmarking, like, that was so smart, I couldn't even believe that, and I was like, oh shit, they fucked me, well, that was super smart, I need to tell these people about that, but yeah, they'll they'll do those sorts of things, and um, it's just, the gang stalking in particular, it's used as this huge drag on your life and since you have to live in the world and you can't stay locked up in your house which i don't recommend because you know if you get everything delivered to your house they're just going to adulterate everything that gets delivered to your house believe it or not uh i was i tried that strategy and some of you have suggested that in previous podcasts why don't you stay home and get delivered no 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 the same way that the nsa will intercept your electronics i've gone over that news story there's literally uh quite a few centers you know throughout the United States that if someone is on that Department of Homeland Security's watch list for any reason, anything you, any kind of electronics you buy, whether that be a smart TV, a personal assistant, a laptop, you know, anything that requires power, essentially, you know what I'm saying? Short from like a power tool uh, or an appliance, even in appliance these days, because all those motherfuckers are smart, smart appliances. Um, your your all your packages will be intercepted, your food will be adulterated, um, etc. It just is so, and you know if you get delivery etc. They'll adulterate your deliveries. Um, I tried getting groceries delivered and I would just piss away hundreds of dollars buying and rebuying and rebuying stuff because the stuff that I get is adulterated, and the police aren't trying to help you. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's not like I have a science lab. 
All I know is that I drink something and then I'm out of commission for three days. You know, saying like, that's the kind of thing I have to worry about constantly, constantly. So, you know, delivery, getting everything delivered seems like a smart choice. But now you have one logistical bottleneck where they can just sabotage that. So, I mean, I started just venturing out um, to find, see if I could find unadulterated shit um, purely out of survival. But it was also, you know, used to burn up my money, my gas money, my time. Um, It was a gamble every time. It fucking sucked, bro. But get ready to fucking wait everywhere. And if I didn't start pulling this shit where I would leave a place like I was fed up and then literally roll right back to find just 20 people disappeared out of us all of a sudden, like... And I didn't keep re- repeating that to fucking finally realize, like, oh, this is like a crew of people who they watch what I'm doing, where I'm going. Um, if I'm looking at a place I'm going to go or what have you, or, they, or they're paying attention enough to me to know, like, things I need to get done that day or places I need to go. Like, yes, they absolutely go out of their way to waste your time. Right? It seems like something silly, like a silly tactic, but it's they're just trying to take every second from you, every resource from you. Because if you don't have anything, you don't even have time. You can't fight back. And that's ultimately... It's like... It's the zombie strategy. You overwhelm your enemy. You don't defeat them. You just overwhelm them. I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. We have had an update to how we are hosting this movie. Um, I was already getting a report from lots of people saying we can't see the movie. It says this movie's not available in our area. Some people say this movie has been removed. Thanks for bringing that to my attention because I was just sitting there just like, man, there's so many of you guys, you know, who tune into the podcast and, um, you know what I'm saying? I got some high numbers for these, uh, for these director commentary episodes. And, um, it, now this totally makes sense because now YouTube has sent me a copy strike notice on our backup channel and our, um, native channel for the Mesh News Project where we're hosting the film. Um, it says that it is full, it says that it's full of misinformation from COVID, even though I literally took all, all the material from this movie is made from clips I procured off YouTube. So how is this information illegal? Do you understand? Like, how is this information illegal if I downloaded it all from their platform? I guess they just don't like the order of how I put things. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So it's not illegal content if it's not put in larger context for a giant grift. Do you understand? Like, how crazy is that? But yeah, all the stuff, all the stuff that's on my, on this movie is all pulled from YouTube, all YouTube clips. So how is it something that is? Well, well, I'll tell you. First, it was telling me that I had copyright notice, right? And then I, then I kept getting reports that then I, then that this content was, um not suited for minors. And then I got a takedown notice and in that order, but I, you know what I'm saying? I just went back and started checking some of the, uh, of the podcast platforms and people reporting broken link. They said this movie's not available in my area, etc. So yeah, I'm sorry. So we've had to move the movie to Odyssey, which sucks because it really, you know what I'm saying? It really hurt the debut of this film. Obviously that was most likely on purpose. 
but so we've had to switch to Odyssey. You don't need an app to use Odyssey. Odyssey is a video sharing platform, but they don't have regulations on what you can post, etc. It's kind of like how Elon has made Twitter. He just free speech. You know what I'm saying? People can say what they want, and then you make sense of the information that you know what I'm saying you take in. So we're on Odyssey. I've updated all the links and all the podcast descriptions. So please refer to that Odyssey link because um, for some reason this information is illegal in YouTube's eyes, even though I pulled it all off of YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, I appreciate all the support. I love all the comments. Um, I'm sorry I'm taking a while to get back on feedback. I'm still uh, recovering from COVID. But um, yeah, thanks for giving me that update. And now I'm really understanding what's going on, especially now I see these comments of people saying they said it's not available in my area. I live in the United States. Like, that's, I can't believe that. So, yeah, we're on Odyssey now. So, go ahead and check out the film on Odyssey. Thanks, you guys. Go ahead and refer to that link in the description. It's in between the two finger pointing arrow hands. Thanks.